Hello and welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. I'm Dude, and that is Andy. Hey, Andy. Hey. How you doing? Hey, dude. What up, man? Oh, you know, getting ready uh, for some Album Nerds podcasting, drinking some coffee on this beautiful morning. Ah, yes, a crisp December morning when we're recording this. Yeah, and uh, still a little dazed from all the editing of our last show that I was doing way too late. But uh, it'll be up soon, and then this one will follow. Yeah, go to sleep with album nerds and wake up with album nerds. Get it like that. Yeah, I woke up at like 5.30 this morning like, oh, I should get going on the notes and whatever. <laughs> and uh, here I am. How about you? you? You're still in bed, right? Yeah, yeah I record from bed. Yeah, I, I do yeah. most things in bed this year. Um, yeah, all of us do, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the place I look forward to most. I know. Now. Isn't like, that sad? Every day it's like, <laughs> when can we get in bed? <laughs> it's my happy place where I don't have to think about anything else. And it's all the cares of the world slip away. Speaking of which, you know where else is my happy place? What? On the fancy football field. Yeah, I bet it is. Uh, <laughs> that's a place where usually you're. Uh, you have no hope of surviving, winning, or <laughs> yes. ever. You, you you actually want to quit most years. So this year, <laughs> with a big matchup here at the end before the playoffs, you are probably going to beat me, pushing you to the playoffs and pushing me out. So congratulations. Unless Raheem Mostert does it, me proud tonight and gets like 30 points and the Pittsburgh defense goes negative. So that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> you know, I mean, stranger things have happened, man. <laughs> well, uh, especially when it comes to you and me. If if you beat me in this, it will uh, it'll mark an occasion because I don't think that usually happens. <laughs> well, so I, folks, I, uh, obviously, we're in a league together. Yeah, I mean, if we do a podcast together from 600 miles apart, then we definitely play some fantasy football. And it's been a long time. You've been in my league for what? 13 years or something? That's probably about right, yeah. Quite a while. Yeah, you've given me a lot of money over those years, <laughs> so thank you. Uh, so good luck tonight. because it's, it's true. <laughs> good luck tonight and good luck to you in the playoffs. Yeah, you too, man. It's funny how like, it always seems to come down to you and me. Like Maybe not last week, but one of the last weeks of the season. We always seem to have a yeah. matchup that uh, produces fireworks, so... Yeah, I've got I've got some other places to celebrate, so I'm gonna try to ignore this. But this one does hurt a little bit since I've been running this league for 20 years. So, what are we doing today? Uh, we could talk about some records. How about that? Sounds splendid. Yeah, we got our usual docket of four, two new, two old, and uh, yeah, I got a pretty good selection here. So, shall we just uh, just dive right in here and get to our first uh, new release recommendation? I think that sounds like a swell idea. All right, let me kick things off here. We'll talk about a punk rock band from Bristol, England. Talking about the band Idols and their third LP. It came out back in September 2020. It's entitled Ultra Mono. And we are going to play a cut from eh, about a third of the way into the record. This is Kill Them With Kindness. Kill them with kindness. 
All right, so a little bit of Kill Them With Kindness from Idols, the record Ultramano. So they're uh, a five-piece, I guess I would call them punk rock. They call themselves an angry band because they got a lot of uh, of built-up aggression. Anger? Yeah, anger. anger, It's It's a pretty appropriate title, I would say. Um, Who doesn't? Who doesn't, Andy, right now? Who doesn't have a little anger welling up in them? Yeah. Well, these guys let it out pretty uh, in a pretty nice way, I would say. They're known for like their loud, brash sound, big, heavy drums. It's kind of like yelled vocal style. And uh, yeah, the lyrics deal with a lot of things like, uh, you know, different equalities in the UK, sexism, nationalism, racism, the usual topics. Hey, Andy, does this band or, or this album in particular, I don't know much about them beyond this, remind you of any other punk bands? Like known ones? Any other like I, UK punk bands in particular? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they just draw a lot of similarities. Maybe uh, Sex Pistols would come to mind. Maybe uh, come Clash, on, maybe. Yes. <laughs> See, I heard a lot of Clash. I heard a lot of Joe Strummer here vocally, uh, okay. too. Yeah. Thematically, because the Clash were a little more social consciousness than than a lot of the other punk bands. And then the groove. There's an actual groove in these songs. Yeah, they almost get like dancey there. at points. Yes. You know, like uh, Rock the Casbah. I mean, you know, yeah. that they're where they're, they're playing with that. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. That's cool. So you hadn't heard them before, but what's your initial impressions after giving the record a spin? I was brought back to the early 80s and not like in a nostalgia way, but in a, a where it's real. It's... It's organic sounding. It doesn't sound like kids trying to be punks or sound like punks. It just sounds like a band that would have fit in in a period where bands were willing to step out and say what they need to say. Especially that exists now because people can release their own music. And back then you had to rely on MTV and radio, you know? So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's more freedom to say what you need to say, but actually having people hear it is less common less so common i'm happy is. to hear this yeah yeah well they've you know they've kind of come out of nowhere the last three years here and um gotten a pretty big following in the uk and then it's kind of bleeding over to the us as it does but let's dig into the record a little bit more 12 songs 42 minutes it really starts out with pretty high energy i guess hard rock songs here war grounds mr motivator all like big stompy just raucous Get the crowd going type songs. A lot they're one of their one of their big things is they got a lot of criticism in their earlier records for being having too many cliches in their lyrics. So okay. on this record, they just pile it on. <laughs> like there's songs here that just literally just cliches after cliches, just you know, dropping names and mentioning things in in uh you know pop culture and things like that. Uh so I kind of appreciate the kind of that that, you know, fuck you attitude, like which it's so common in punk music, like we're going to do things our way. Yeah. Tone. Uh, to, well, that, to mess with us. that seems to be the, you know, whenever we talk about punk, that's usually your I love that. measuring stick yeah. for what you're looking for. Right. How extended is their middle finger? I would say these guys got it <laughs> pretty far up there. At the end of the record, I think finishes strong. A couple pretty high energy songs there, Reigns and The Lava which are kind of similar in types of energy that you got at the beginning of the record. And there's a real slow burner track 
uh, a hymn, second to last track, five minutes long, which is like forever for them. Interesting to hear them kind of take on this. They almost sound exhausted by the end of the record. And usually by the time I get to this track <laughs> towards the end of the record, I feel pretty exhausted too. It's such a high energy ride up to this point. So it's kind of nice to have that quieter sort of ease out sort of uh, track at the end there. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I listened to this record pretty steadily since it came out. I think it's probably their most accessible to date. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, it's probably a good place to start. But once you get into them, go back to Brutalism 2017. That's a really dope record. I think uh, I think that's probably their strongest overall, but cool bands. And uh, I don't know, man, what do you think? Would you listen to them if they put out another record next year? Yeah, I think I would. I'll listen to this some more, and I'll say my cliche, which is I'll check out the older albums too, Andy. Thanks for bringing right. this to my attention. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> I will. This was this was uh, pretty cool. I, I I didn't fall in love with it or anything, but it's not to say that I couldn't. It's got some of the right elements for me. Yeah, you know the British. They know how to do their punk music over there. They got that shit down. All right, so once again, that was The Idols, the record Ultra Mono. Give it a listen if you're in the mood for some good uh, fist-pumping UK punk rock. And if you're in the mood for some fist-pumping Americana country rock there you go. blues, then Chris Stapleton's right up your alley. We're going to talk about his new album called Starting Over. This track is Devil Always Made Me Think Twice. So you got to get your little country funk in when you can. Uh, that was Devil Always Made Me Think Twice from the Chris Stapleton album Starting Over. It just came out uh, November of 2020. Chris Stapleton, we've talked about several times on the show. American singer-songwriter, beautiful long hair, big old <laughs> beard. He's from Kentucky. He used to write songs for other country artists, was in some bands. And now he's a solo artist that broke through in 2015. And this is his fourth album andy chris stapleton cool chris guy right stapleton great hair cool guy great hair well he could uh, <laughs> uh, shoulder length would be a little more you know to my taste but uh <laughs> no he's awesome man he's a uh, he seems to be like the chosen one in the sort of country rock space you know this last five years like got the grammys and stuff now right everybody wants to work with him just continue yeah. to do no wrong lately. Well, and he's, I mean, he's got the voice. The voice is the star of this album. And much like his first album, The Traveler, which was incredible, the albums between the, the songs from A Room, Volume uh, 1 and 2, yeah. we talked about those on the show. That was good. Both of those were good, but I felt like it could have been one better album. And to me, this is the true follow-up to Traveler. I think that this album is a little bit more, a little more connected to it. I mean, like Devil Always Made Me Think Twice is a perfect example about what he's about. The storytelling uh, aspects, the relatable aspects, like my mom told me and taught me the right things, 
but there was always some influence out there <laughs> right. making me making me question <laughs> that <laughs> advice. You know? Yeah, and we've all been there, right? And that's what he does so well is the we've all been there moments. Plus, don't forget the uh, the blues rock guitar there, man. Too, he does a nice oh, job yeah. of bringing that into the the country fold there. Well, you know, uh, we talked about this a little bit pre-show, but a couple of key members from Tom Petty's Heartbreakers joined in on on this album. Right. Uh, and you can hear those elements. It kind of fits. You know, Tom Petty had a bit of a twang to him when he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, this was produced by Dave Cobb, who's produced all of his albums, and we've talked about him enough. I've said too much just by mentioning his name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Almost got through an episode here, man. We'll be about 18 minutes in. Yep, Dave Cobb dropped. Uh, yeah, but you know, this is Chris Stapleton at his, at his best. I mean, it, it might be a little long. There was three or four cover songs on here, which were fine. He does them really well. He makes them his own, but you know, the, the originals like starting over the title track is, is really nice. It's about his relationship with his wife and she sings on it with them. Cold was a great song. The, the vocals on that are just like, they're the one, you know, there's always a song on his albums where he just reaches this peak with his voice where it like blows your face off. <laughs> That's the song. Hmm. Maggie's song, a sad song about adopting a dog and the life of the dog and how much they loved her and her going to dog heaven and all that stuff. It's all about connections for me with uh, Chris Stapleton and between the lyrics and his voice. I'm sold. You? So, I, why do you think he called starting over? Like, for he's probably one of the last people I would think would want to start over. He's done so much recently. Like, what do you think he means by that? Well, the plain white album cover. Yeah. And That's and the starting say. over, I, I think, in this new world where he's a superstar. Yeah. So, you have your relationship in your life, right? And then you blow up and you become this iconic kind of character. And everyone's looking at you all the time. So how do you live a life? So I, I feel like it's kind of starting over with this is who I am now, who we are now, and how do we, especially him and his wife, you know, singing that together. We're starting over as in this new world together. Mm-hmm. And how do we do that? That's yeah. that's where I, that's what I took from it. I got you. I got you. Yeah, there's something nice about that feeling, just being able to start fresh. You know. But yeah, no, I think this is a great record, man. I think... Uh, you know, it's not a huge departure from his sound. Like, especially, no. like you were saying, it's kind of what he was started out doing when he first became a solo artist on Traveler there. It seems very much in that same vein. I always love to hear someone expand their horizons a little bit, but he's so dialed in on the sound and he's got it down so well. It's, you know, might as well keep it going. And obviously, it's getting good reception. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see this record popping up on... A lot of the year-end lists that we're oh, yeah. starting to get into this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd like what I'd like next is a Chris and an acoustic guitar album or okay. an EP. Yeah, a that's more. what I'd like to hear. I think you should get into maybe a little uh, EDM, maybe or something like that. Maybe oh be a yeah, good, uh, yeah, good direction for him. Yeah, to go. Him and him and Pharrell should get together and, <laughs> and do a dance record first. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, yeah, so. Starting Over is the album. It starts with Starting Over. It ends with Nashville, Tennessee, which is kind of a, a bookend piece to what Starting Over is about. Just about saying goodbye to Nashville, not in the I'm not going to do music anymore, but in the I'm not going to be a part of that Nashville scene lifestyle kind of thing. So uh, that's what I, you know. Gotcha. It, it's all there. There's just a lot in between. So <laughs> if you like 
country music, this is a slam dunk. If you like soulful singing from a guy that's telling you about real stuff, this is your stuff. So go check out Chris Stapleton starting over. Word up. Good pick, buddy. All right, time to uh, dust off our record collections here, dig into the crates, pull out some some old friends. Old dogs. Yeah, so we are going back to the fabulous year of 1991. September 1991, actually. I was uh, 10 years old. Uh, when Mr. Bungle put out their debut, debut full-length, I guess, studio, major label debut, I guess we could say. They had a few records yes. before this came out. Correct. But this was, this was on Warner's Brothers. Um, so it's like kind of their introduction to the larger music community. It's a pretty crazy record. Uh, I'm putting this in the experimental rock genre. What would you say, man? Is this, uh, what genre would you put this debut, Mr. Bungle? I put in? this, I put this in the immersion blender inserted into your skull category. <laughs> the blender in the skull category. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> Just in case you're not familiar with the record we're talking about here, let's play a cut from about halfway through. This is uh, a bit of Stub A Dub. So, is <laughs> uh, Mr. Bungles to be there? Uh, blending seamlessly genres such as ska, rock, circus music, thrash metal, free jazz, pretty much anything else that they come across, they toss into that blender. Comes out pretty, sounded pretty insane at times. What do you, yeah. what do you think? Uh, about? Well, sometimes you put all a bunch of shit together, and it's just shit. Right, right. It t- you throw a bunch of ingredients together and it tastes terrible. Other times you throw a bunch of ingredients together and you get yourself a garbage plate. For those who don't know, it's a delicious blend of mac salad, uh, home fries, burgers, hot dogs, beans, and a delicious <laughs> stir it all together. Sauce and gravy it put together, and yeah. somehow it works. Right. Yeah. Most of the time, they're garbage plates. <laughs> Wait. Which is a good thing. Good thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good analogy, my friend. That was a good analogy. <laughs> and also, it's a upstate New York uh, reference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I think, you know, it is. It's, uh, it's bizarre. It's all over the place. It's constantly changing. I think what makes it work, their secret sauce, secret hot sauce, I guess, is... Uh, there's a sense of humor. Like there's just a goofiness all the way through this record that just helps me, helps the whole thing go down a little bit easier, I think. Cause you can tell these guys are just like goofy 21 year olds who are just like having fun and fucking around. Having to be very talented musicians who are very creative and, you know, willing to push the boundaries. But I think there's just like a real immature love you hear on these records other than playing together and just having a good time that I think makes sells me on it at least. Well, you know what this is, right, Andy? This is 90s Frank Zappa. Yeah, totally. You, <laughs> totally. you, you realize that, right? Yeah, I know. I okay. know. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I got into Zappa about a year before I discovered this record and this was like 
like eating ice cream for me, man. It's just like it's so delicious and tasty and it was right up my alley when this when I first introduced this, like in the mid nineties. Yeah. I probably uh maybe ninety seven or so is when I first heard it. A friend of mine was getting rid of their cassette collection because they didn't have a cassette player anymore. Okay. I was the only person they knew that had a working cassette player, so I got a bunch of tapes, and this was among them. And uh, it was really weird <laughs> when you don't, when you have just no, you're just like, oh, this is the guy from Faith No More, and I put it in, and I'm like, right. this is weird. <laughs> That's not a good, not a good way to introduce him with Mr. Bungle, saying it's like Faith No More. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's quite a bit different. Um, all right, let's talk about some of the specific songs and how the record unfolds here. Uh, one thing they'd use a lot of throughout the record is samples from like movies and TV shows and a bunch of field recordings from the band and I assume people around the band. They do that a lot, especially at the beginning of the record. The, the track Squeeze Me Macaroni, which is in line with a lot of the other songs that come later on the record, um, has a nice clip from uh, Blue Velvet. Did you ever see that movie? David Lynch. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I got this great scene where Dennis Hopper's like freaking out at a party. <laughs> it's one thing I can't stand. It's warm fucking beer, man. It makes me fucking puke. <laughs> yeah, see, David Lynch is kind of the same thing, though. He's also, right. I mean, I, liked, I like Twin Peaks, but the yeah. movies. Usually pretty weird, right? Yeah, there's just no time to figure out what's happening in the so that it's kind of the same thing where it's like, is this a, is a circus? I hear circus music. What kind yeah. of acid trip carnival is this? Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. He's got the guy on the cover who kind of looks like a circus performer who's maybe been in the circus a little bit too long. And I think that that vibe with that illustration on the, art, the album artwork there, I think fits the record nice. It's like kind of dirty and sleazy and... You know, you don't really trust this guy. And there's a lot of the songs deal with that type of stuff. I mean, you know, a song like Girls of Porn, you know, which is the really sleazy, kinky sort of sound to it. I think uh, it fits in nicely. Well, the song we heard there, Stub a Dub, is actually another song about a, a pet dog. Trey, the guitarist there, is about his dog, Stub, who passed away. I think it's one of my one of the standout tracks for me on the record. Um because it has a lot, of, a lot of different musical qualities to it. Obviously, the circus music and the ska are in there, and there's a little bit of metal, and of course, those all go seamlessly together. Um, but also, it has a little bit of, of warmth and compassion. You could tell they're talking about a, a dog and you know the lessons the dog taught him about growing up and stuff. So there's a little bit of the nostalgia and, and warmth there that you don't get on the rest of the record, which I think is nice. Did you have a favorite cut, man? Did you, something stand out to you, or is it all just a... It was pretty much all three rings of the circus all the time for me. Um, <laughs> all three at the same time, yeah. It, it, like, it's one of those things that if it had been a 30-minute album, it would have worked better for me just because of yeah. the, the, kind, the constant pace. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's very hard to get comfortable with it. And I think that's why people have such a hard time listening to this record. It's, it's what, 73 minutes long. And I, I thought that the Easter Bunny demo, my love for that would, the yeah. thrashiness that, that I know is at part of their core, right. I thought it would carry me through a little bit more here and it, it made me more patient. <laughs> well, that's, there's that thrash core, especially towards the end 
of the yeah. record here. So why don't we play a cut that is a little bit more in line with what we heard on the Easter Bunny demos there. Uh, this is Love is a Fist. Yeah, but my thrash metal with a good jazz breakdown there. Yeah, but <laughs> see, that's better. that's what was happening. Is I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I was uh, here we go. <laughs> We're gonna get it. <laughs> Just cannot let you get comfortable. Question. Quick question, Andy. Yeah. Last show, kiss my fist. Now love is a fist. You got something going on with fists in your life? <laughs> Did we have a song? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Kiss my fist. Yeah. You know, that's funny. <laughs> oh, you didn't even know it. Yeah, you've got a fist thing. I got to talk I, to someone about that. <laughs> to release my grip a little bit here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> After listening, not listening to this for a few years, it was cool to come back to. And man, I still love it. It's probably one of my favorite Mike Patton, you know, related albums here from Mr. Bungle. All right. Well, uh, yeah, if you haven't heard this record, I think it's worth, if you're a music fan, like you got to hear it at least once. Agreed. Yeah. Well, Mr. Bungle, Mr. Bungle, 1991. It's a pretty dope record. If you haven't heard it, give it a listen. Mr. Bungle, Mr. Bungle. All right. Switching gears a little bit to something from 1971, but also something that uh, this album, I think, could really be listened to today. Um, with all that's going on in the world. This is What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, and the first track is What's Going On. And picket signs Don't punish me With brutality Talk to me So you can see Okay, that was Marvin Gaye with What's Going On from the 1971 album of the same name, What's Going On. And, you know, I think what's important here is it's not what's going on a question. It's what's going on as I'm reporting to you what's going on. Yes. I didn't realize uh, that at first, but I I got that this time listening to it. Yeah. It changes the perspective totally. Uh, A little background, Marvin Gaye, born in 1939, Passed away in 1984. American singer, songwriter, record producer, Motown. Heard it through the grapevine, etc. He was a songwriter for Motown. Um, he did dr- play drums on some tracks for other groups, but then became a solo star of his own right. June 1st of 1970, he brought uh, What's Going On to Barry Gordy, the head of Motown, and they didn't want to release it. They thought it was too much of a downer. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to do it. He, uh, Marvin Gaye, basically did a strike i'm not going to do anything for motown unless you let me do this so awesome he made the album and it reached number one on the r&b charts he was right for five weeks he was right so this this album andy you've, you've listened to it before this yeah i think i first heard it maybe in the early 2000s when i was in college i was going through a 70s period and this you know it's probably one of the more 
highly regarded records of that period for sure true so yes yeah i mean it, it's basically a concept album mm -hmm. most of the songs segue into the next you know really smoothly they kind of fit together the album ends with a reprise from the album's opening song and then the narrative is kind of told from the point of view of a vietnam veteran particularly in the second track it sort of touches on everything we kind of have going on today right yeah what's going on is about what's happening with protests and racial inequality and all that kind of stuff that i think the 1970s were kind of a dark period in america and i think we thought and i thought growing up and, and i heard this album growing up i'd listen to it and think of the 70s and picture the gritty streets mostly from watching movies of that era but i could picture it i could smell it and i knew what this was about but i thought it was over right and it ain't <laughs> so <laughs> here we are and this comes back you know and the second song what's happening brother is from perspective of someone coming back from vietnam right. third track is about drug addiction save the children the fourth track is about saving the children giving them a future and then there's some more religious theme songs like god is love uh, mercy me the ecology is kind of about the environment so it's like doesn't that really strike you dude i mean these are all the things that we talk about now i know same issues man it's uh i don't know if he was like very uh you know if he was of course could sort of see the future here or what or if we're just dealing with the same problems that we were dealing with 40 years ago uh 50 years ago actually most of this i don't history. i don't know if it's been a regression or if we've just been able to ignore things you know yeah. but listening to this now and i've loved this album for years like religiously loved it for maybe 15 or 20 years but listening to it recently it's really helped me to kind of tap in a little bit more with uh, emotionally kind of to what's going on and trying to be more have my ears open and my mind open a little bit more to things I'm hearing instead of it's so easy to dismiss stuff and be like, Oh, you know, right. that's not, is that really that big of a deal? How does that serious. impact me? But it impacts us all. So yeah. that's what, that's the power of this stuff. And man, Marvin, wherever you are, you did it. You captured and it. Maybe we're not fixed yet, but your voice is still being heard. <laughs> it's still helping though, having this record out there. And I think, you know, it's like you said, it's as relevant as it was when it was recorded. 50 years ago. All right. So I, I'm just going to jump in really quick. We're going to play uh, What's Happening, Brother, get a little more taste for it, and then we'll uh, have a couple more things to say and wrap up. Money is tied up and it's ever been. Say, man, I just don't understand what's going on across this land. Oh, what's happening, brother? Yeah. What's happening? What's happening, my man? Woo! Are they still getting down where we So, yeah. Dance? Having and finding work is hard. Uh, economy is busted. I mean, sound familiar? I, but <laughs> what I don't want to forget, and I think I forgot earlier, Marvin Gaye's voice is a four-octave freaking <laughs> gift freak of God. nature. Yeah, amazing. And that's part of what drives the emotion behind these songs. So we can't forget that, like, yes, thematically, la, 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 the world sucks, and it <laughs> apparently always has, but <laughs> his voice is transcendent. Yeah, he does. 
I didn't realize he does the backing vocals on here as well. They just like yes. dubbed it over. It's amazing. His voice is so smooth and just comes so seamlessly in and out on these tracks. It's it's like you hardly even notice it's there, but yet it's carrying the songs just beautifully. Well, the, the album cover, right? He yeah. it was raining. He was working on the album feverishly. It's like ten days, I think, something like that, where this was recorded, yeah. and it was in the in his backyard. His children's playground was out there, and it was raining. And they took some shots out in his backyard, and it looks, it just fits this sort of the rain is pouring down on us, but we're gonna make it kind yeah. of. You know, he's got his coat on, his collar <laughs> up. He's he's gonna yeah. weather the storm type of thing. Yeah, you know, that thing I want to really say, make sure to make clear, is like. Yes, he's angry and upset about the situation that we're in in America in the 70s. Um, but it's a very positive record. The vibe is very yes. chill and feels good to listen to. You never get like angry listening to it. It feels hopeful. I think maybe that's what's made this so timeless is people come back to it when they need some hope, you know, for the future. I think, yes, the problems are the same, but. The message of positivity, I think, is is that he has here is, is what's going to get us get us through these things. Uh, one, I'll finish with this is a quote that I read. It says, "Gay's choice to emphasize humanity at its most charitable, rather than paint bleak pictures of destruction and disillusionment, is characteristic of the album." And I think that is absolutely true. Yeah, just what you said is right on point with that with that quote. So, yeah, that's that's accurate, man. Yeah, what a what a great record, man. I'm glad you brought it up. It's uh it's about as classic as classic gets from my perspective. Yeah, and this ain't no dog either. <laughs> nah. Nah, it's not. The only other thing I'll toss in here is just listening to this now just reminded me a lot of that D'Angelo record that I've gone on about ad nauseum on the show. Uh Black Messiah and the similarities between that. And the content and just the vibe and the general style of the recording are, to me, were like super apparent coming back to this after listening to the D'Angelo records so much. Good point, man. Um, I will definitely circle back to that. I think you may be onto something. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah. So, but that's what it's all about, right? I mean, this album and albums like it, where people make an effort to make things better and to paint pictures for us so that we can see things clearly through another lens and maybe realize some stuff about ourselves. That's what it's all about yeah. um, here on the Album Nerds Podcast. So <laughs> go go listen to uh, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Listen to it many times. Listen to it alone. Listen to every word and let it sink in because it's, it's a really incredible album and there's a lot to think about with what's going on. Strongly agreed, man. Good, good choice. Um, yeah, well, that's what's going on with us. What's uh, what's going on with you guys? What have you been listening to lately? What's uh, what's good with new releases for you? Maybe you're dusting out some old dogs. Tell us about it. Hit us up in the emails. Best place, podcastalbumnerds.com. We also are on the Twitters and the Instagrams at Album Nerds. Make sure and subscribe and download the album nerds podcast and all the usual places if you'd like to do the show a solid leave us a review on apple podcasts and remember our playlists for all of these tracks that we talked about today are available on spotify and our website and you can also go download the the show on spotify it's pretty cool out there in spotify land by this time in two weeks i think we'll be doing like our year-end show or maybe a holiday special right could be (laughs) 
<laughs> we don't really know. We'll find out. Yeah, uh, well, the, the, the year end came really quickly, so. Yeah, well, thank God. Cool. Well, I hope everybody's doing well out there. Stay safe and uh, keep listening to good music. Keep your spirits up and uh, we love you all. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Check you next time. Bye-bye. See ya.